Hello everyone, it's been a really long time, several months, uh, actually since April, since I've last done an episode of the podcast, but I hope all of you are doing well. How are you? What's going on with you? And uh, I apologize for not recording for such a while. I've just had a very busy and interesting summer and the end of spring and just everything changing and I've been going through a lot of let's say rediscovery of myself growing in myself and just learning a lot of new things about myself that have been held back for so long at such off times and a lot of uh, new things were done and uh, ways for me to grow just kind of all happened at once uh, these past several months and um in uh in things that would take place over many years for people and uh so it just happened a little faster than most so in such a condensed amount of time and uh so i just i'm sorry i've just been really busy and uh glad to be back with y'all to just talk about what's going on in the world let's talk about things from a disabled perspective uh, I've actually been getting back into performing stand-up comedy. I've kind of been doing it on and off for the past uh, five or six years. But uh, over the past month, I've kind of gotten back into it full swing, performing down in Milwaukee um, with the help of my parents and some friends who uh, take me at different times. Thank you for them. And yeah, it's just... a. Uh, a lot going on with my relationship with God right now. And um, I hope you're doing well in your own relationships with God. And uh, meanwhile, uh, I think today we're going to talk about uh, just the wonder of God's timing. The wonder of why does God time things out the way he does? And why does he use things? certain things for the benefit of his glory and for the further proclamation of his kingdom and then we kind of are stuck in the middle here wondering what the heck is going on in our lives and why is this happening why is this person treating me so bad and uh kind of like what i've been going through this past summer we're gaining new relationships and losing other ones and sometimes things just get a little freaky and weird in life and in our relationships so it's been very confusing it's been a lot to sort out and then going back to how God's timing tries its best to make sense of all of this just all the chaos going on around us and uh, with that said uh, back in June I did a sermon series at my church on the Old Testament minor prophet of Habakkuk or Habakkuk and um, I think that type of study and that book of scripture and what God is speaking is very relevant more often than we think so or more so than we even realize and so uh I like this book of the Bible because 
it's a very human story. And it's a very human way of just speaking on God's uh, not only timing, but the answers he gives us. And to sum it all up, I want to talk about this today because not only have I gone through this over the past few months, but we all go through it, I think, on a daily basis. And that is trying so hard to understand God and his timing, but also trusting God when God makes absolutely zero sense right now, that is. And um, I really like this book of Habakkuk because Habakkuk is a prophet that doesn't just go up on a mountain and shares what the message of God given to him is that he can relay to the people of of Israel or Judah, whatever. Um, he's a prophet that speaks on behalf of God's people. This would be like a spokesperson or, you know, like an elected official representing us to speak to God. So he's a prophet for us, a prophet to voice our confusion and our frustrations in a way that we can try to get God's attention. It's like a cry for help. At the time of the prophet Habakkuk, which is roughly between 640 and 615 BC, down in the kingdom of Judah, um, we see all this uh, sin and horrible things going on among God's people. God's people are doing very sinful things. And they're just embracing injustice, embracing idolatry. And that's why we get the idea that Habakkuk is the prophet called the embracer. Because in the midst of struggles and pain and confusion, he shows us how to embrace God during all those things. Even though we know how to embrace God, we pray for things, we still make the wrong decisions. And so a lot of this book, it's kind of like a psalm. It's very similar to a psalm. In fact, if you read it the right way, you could easily confuse it for a psalm. And so God's people, just like today, they're asking all these questions. Why are you allowing this? And yet, why are you using our enemies against us for your glory? That makes no sense. You see, at this time, because God's people were in such rebellion and wanted to do things their own way, whether it's through idolatry, taking justice into their own hands, you know, being little vigilantes, and uh, just embracing sin because they are dissatisfied with God's answers. And yet when Habakkuk does give out these frustrations to God, 
he vocalizes them and everything. It's a lot like the relationship between a parent and a child. You know, parents know better than a child, of course, more than often they do. And when a kid or the child is struggling, he's confused, he's crying, he's whining, everything in between. The most common question that kids love to ask is why, why, why? And that's because whatever answer the parent provides them, it's never good enough. And so at this time in Israel and Judah's history, um, or just God's people in general, uh, there was a time coming soon where their wickedness was going to be judged and taken care of. But to do so, he, God does it in a very unique way for the time, as they saw it. See, this is right before the invasion from Babylon and when Babylon took captive God's people for at least 70 years. That's not going to happen yet. That's a little bit in the future. But the point of this is how can God use a wickedness? Now, the Babylonians were far more wicked and evil and sinister than what God's people were doing. I mean, in a way, that's not saying much because God's people were being very sinful and wicked. But then God is going to use someone even more wicked than themselves to bring the delivery of God's people, to use the enemy of God's people for his own divine purpose. That makes no sense. It never will make sense. It's going to happen more and more. Because what it comes down to is, how is using how is God using something that's bigger than us, that's more sinister than us, as a lesson to put us in our place? You know? There's injustice all over. The law is no longer capable. God's people are dismissing the law. In other words, they are dismissing the standards of God himself to pursue their own righteousness and standards. The justice of God has become perverted. The righteous are surrounded and the law has become paralyzed or broken. We go through these confusing times day in and day out, and nothing in history has really changed. Not in biblical history, not in human history. Heck, even in um, the not-so-old American history, all that is going on in living in rebellion against God. But it's in those times we get these unexpected answers that make no sense. Does God always make sense? No. But the point is we need to watch and see. There have been plenty of times in my own life, uh, albeit much more recently, where I was just getting impatient 
and people were making me frustrated because of my own mistakes. Even though I tried my best to fix those mistakes, to approach situations from different angles, to connect with someone, to build new relationships, trying to do better, only to stumble more and more than I have previously. To be treated like you're nothing. To be treated like your feelings don't matter. To be treated like you don't matter, like you're a bug. And sometimes, you know, you're just tired of it. You're tired of the heartache. You're tired of the disappointment. And you wonder, okay, God, when is your timing? How many cyclical seasons are you going to make me go through of all this pain until I get it? I think I get it, Lord. I think I get what you're trying to tell me. Maybe we don't. We think we do, but maybe we don't. And in the midst of all that, we make mistakes. We choose to go against God. We rebel against him. Open rebellion. But then you look at what God's doing here in the book of Habakkuk throughout chapter 1. The constant questioning of God's sovereignty. How God uses and allows sin. And yet it feels like he does nothing to allow corruption, violence, and sickness. How much longer and deeper does this valley go? How much more can my heart be broken? How much more can the depression eat away at us? How much more can your mental illness get to you? Can your anger compromise you or your relationship or your marriage or your family, whatever it may be. How much longer will God allow our loved ones to suffer no matter how much we pray for miracles? Do miracles even happen anymore today we get to that point? God, you did all these miracles throughout Scripture, throughout the Old Testament. We know of what you're able to do. We know that you can do it, yet why do you allow X, Y, and Z to happen? What is going on in your timing? We cry out for help, and you give us unexpected answers that just don't make sense right now. But as we see just a little bit in chapter 2, there is a justice and grace to be seen. To watch and see what I am doing, saith the Lord. To see what you are doing in the midst of all the pain and in the midst of all the struggles. You know, this has been so much over this past several, these past several months that made me question a lot of things. I've been learning a lot in my life as a pastor, as a young man, what kind of relationships I want to have, how far will my confidence take me, and how much further can I be destroyed. 
It's all these questions we ask that we can relate with God's people in this book of Habakkuk, of the Bible. How much more suffering will you allow and sin will you allow? And why are you using sin of other people to put us in our place? I think it just shows the grand plan of God. When we make these decisions to be impatient and choose our own ways, not only is that a sign of testing God, but also shows a little bit of lacking faith. I'm not saying that greater faith will do better for you in your life than those of less than, who are those who are less than in their faith. I'm not saying that faith is your progress bar, that the more faith you have and the harder you pray, that the more blessings you will be given. No, this is not a prosperity gospel. No. What matters is the faith, the side of a mustard seed. Because it shows that even in your mistakes, you still consider God. If you have a complete re rejection of God and the Holy Spirit, that's a different discussion altogether. But because you still have that faith, the size of a mustard seed, that is more than enough to get God's attention. And he hears you. But just because he has give us the easy answer, the most robust answer, or the answer we just want to hear just to make us take away the pain for a little bit. That's not what it's about. It's about God giving his answer that he is going to give you and whether or not you're going to take it or leave it. Do we trust God enough when he says no? When God has a plan completely different than the perfect ideas we think we have the perfect mate the perfect relationship the perfect job the perfect family the perfect choice and the perfect life we want to pursue no it's are you going to trust god with the faith of a mustard seed when the answer he gives you does it match what you were hoping for? That's what really matters. And as we continue this series on God's timing, I pray that you take everything lightly. To think about where you're at. To think about all the things you've started new this past year and all the new things that are coming up for you very soon. I just thank you for all that you do. Let's pray together, shall we? <clears throat> Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for bringing me back to this podcast. I praise you, and we praise you, and all of our iniquities and all of our shortcomings. Lord, we've made so many mistakes to get you against you we hold a lot of secrets 
secrets that will eventually come to light. But in the meantime, Lori, we embrace your grace in times of confusion and in times of when you allow things that we have no idea what you're doing, Lord. We just praise you and we will worship you and trust you with as much faith as we can give, Lord. The faith the size of a mustard seed is more than enough, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, thank you so much to listening to this delayed, delayed episode 52 of Handy Schlepped. I am your host, Reverend Jordan Schrader, and I will talk with y'all next week. Take care, God bless, and stay classy.